great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. A tough, tough morning in our country as we speak. Dominic Carter here with you. I hope that you had a good 4th of July. But obviously, everything's been dampened, if you will, based on what happened out of a suburb in Chicago, Highland Park, the parade shooting suspect taken into police custody. 22 years old, 22 years old. Remember the uh, shooter in Buffalo, 18, this shooter, 22. His name um, in Highland Park, the suspect, is uh, Robert Bobby Cremo III. And he eventually surrendered to officers in Lake Forest, Illinois, without incident, taken into custody following a short police traffic pursuit. The shooting started at the intersection of uh, 2nd Street and Central Avenue in Highland Park, a suburb of Chicago with a big Jewish population. If, If we had to have a comparison for our area, it would be somewhat equivalent to Scarsdale in Westchester County. And so... Fourth of July parade, a day of celebration, a day of pride, literally turned into this. Take a listen. And so it's become the new norm, listening to that clip there, it's rather sad, a little boy describing how he was simply recording the parade with his phone, and the young man was actually recording history in terms of the shooting. When it was all over with six dead, six people dead, two dozen hospitalized after this shooting at the parade. We are taking your calls. A lot is going on this morning. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. 
That's one of the topics we're going to deal with. Last night, we took on what's going on in Akron, Ohio. Police have an impossible job. The suspect, I did not have this information cold last night. I knew that it involved a ski mask that he was wearing, but I didn't know if he had it on at the time of the interaction. And yes, the police released a photo today of the young man bolting from the car after a traffic stop, and he has on a ski mask. Now, it's the middle of the summer. Police say they also recovered a gun and that the suspect fired one round. And you see on the body cam video when he turns, well, you don't see him turning, but he's running. And police say he turned towards them, and that's when they opened up fire. And he was hit, apparently, some 60 times. As we speak right now, live on the radio, on WABC, whether you're listening to the radio or listening online, Akron, Ohio, is in a state of emergency right now until 6 a.m. The fireworks were canceled there. Protests broke out in the city over this fatal police shooting. I'm sorry the young man died, and I'm going to spend most of my time on Highland Park, but I don't understand what the community is protesting about. I really don't understand. It's tragic that a young man lost his life. But at the end of the day, this young man put himself in that situation. So the first victim of the shooting in Highland Park, the parade, has been identified as a 78-year-old, think about what I just said, 78-year-old retiree, Nicholas Toledo a grandfather and father of eight. It was just terror. Shortly after the parade started, 10 a.m. this morning, Highland Park, a man opens fire on the crowd with a high-powered rifle, killing six, injuring 24 others, Minutes after the Independence Day parade again began at 10 a.m. Shattering the celebration spirit. And I see your telephone calls. We're about to go to your telephone calls in a second. We have a lot to deal with. But I want you to listen to a witness talking to CNN, describing what it was like in Highland Park as the shooter opened fire on innocent people. I heard a pop, and I thought maybe it was a backfire from one of the vehicles that had passed already, uh, fire truck or police car or whatever. And then I thought maybe it was a firecracker, and then there were multiple pops. And having been in the service many decades ago, it was not a handgun or a rifle or something. It was more like an AR-15 or whatever. And I'd say I heard maybe, and I'm guessing, about 30 pops 
uh, and there was a pause in between a set of pops and then a second set of pops. And then the, the crowd that was on either side of Central started rushing a stampede-like going west, uh, which was against, against me. I was not knocked down. And then I gingerly went up and I saw blood on the sidewalk. I saw a bloody body that looked deceased. I even saw what it looked to be a, a young child, a boy, being cuddled by his parents. Um, and, um, and I just saw it all over, and it was, it was sickening. It was sickening. This is what the mayor had to say as she gave an update on the victims. At this point, we know that six people have lost their lives, and we are grieving for them and their families, members of our community who came out to celebrate together and instead faced this terror. Another 24 have been transported to the hospital. I'm, I'm, at, I'm at a loss of words. And part of me on the inside says that if we collectively society had taken a much more forceful impact with the parade situation in Wisconsin where the elderly grandmothers were hit and in that case the the the, the weapon of uh, choice was a car driving at a high speed into the people maybe if we had taken that a little more or a lot more seriously we wouldn't be in this position right now so the young man's family uh, his uncle talking to the media uh, I spent um, several hours, um, last couple of hours, watching television coverage out of uh, Chicago. And the uncle says there were no warning signs here regarding the uh, the uh, suspect. And um, the young man's father, the young man's father, um, who happens to, uh, his name is uh, Bob Cremo. And he owns Bob's uh, Pantry and Deli, a popular spot in Highland Park. And the suspect's father had run for mayor in 2019. And so they, the family members are saying they didn't see anything uh, wrong, any red flags. But he, this young man apparently had a dark past uh, social media-wise, uh, on his social media animation that showed a gunman being killed by police and other violent images. We're going to get back to Ohio, but let's deal with Highland Park first. Let's start with Eileen Piermont, New York. Good morning, Eileen. Welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Hey Dominic, how are you? Um, I I I feel like Curtis Lewa, like saying I've had better days. I was because the day I I got to tell you, Eileen, the day started out in a wonderful way. I got the opportunity this morning, about six forty a.m., to do the morning show with our owner operator John Katsimatidis and the president of uh, Red Apple Media. Uh, Chad Lopez, and that was wonderful, discussing the pride that I have to be an American and the significance of this day. So remember, Chicago is an hour behind us. So at that time, it was 5.40 a.m. 
Five hours later, this would happen in Highland Park, Illinois. Please continue. Yeah, my day started out good, too. And I was going to say to you, I've had better days, as Curtis says. But you know what, Dominic? There are a lot of variables. Um, like it was mentioned that he was watching on, on social media about killings and stuff. They glorify it with the video games, the movies, and also there's lack of parental guidance, lack of quality time spent with their children. I realize the parents have to work, but take some time, maybe during the weekend, play ball or catch or go for an ice cream or a burger together. And um, the social media, I mean, years ago, my brother's high school teacher said to him, the media is the message. Think about that. That's profound. Hmm. And that's basically Hmm. what it is. And this thing I can't use as I won't use his name. I feel good good for you. I I wouldn't have used his name unless I had a responsibility as a journalist to inform you folks of the uh, alleged uh, suspect. But good for you, Eileen, and I thank you for the call. And you have a uh, wonderful morning from Piermont, New York. Let's go to uh, Yonkers. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls regarding what happened in Highland Park, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago, the shooting where it was literally an, an ambush. A shooter opened fire on the crowd at a parade. High, using a high-powered rifle, killing six, injuring 24 others minutes after the Independence Day parade began at 10 a.m. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic, thanks for taking my call. Uh, that's the first I heard of the uh, the incident of the shooting in Highland Park in uh, Illinois. Uh, you know, I just wanted to say, as you know, throughout this country today, whether it be Staten Island or Yonkers, uh, a lot of these cities and towns and villages had uh, festivities celebrating our our Independence Day. I hope, because I know today in Yonkers, they had a large parade on the Hudson River, uh, uh, you know, fireworks festivities, and they had a Mm -hmm. large police presence. So what's always important, as you know, being a law enforcement person, uh, it's important to be proactive and have enough yes. police presence there. Because if you don't uh, and you're reactive, it's really hard to catch up with something like today, that unfortunate event, uh, a tragic event in uh, Highland Park that occurred. It's it's just you really have to be proactive and you have to have police there because you never know what can happen in these uh, uh, gatherings where there's a large group of people. Do you agree? Uh, I certainly agree with you, Al. As you're speaking, I'm standing here trying to find the solution. And maybe Eileen was correct with the media and these games and Hollywood, because what's going on with our young people 
at such an early age where they're taking such drastic action to not just harm themselves, but to literally take out scores and scores and scores of people. And so, Al, that's why I think it's a wonderful thing that Democrats and Republicans, Republicans and Democrats, were able to come together on the recent uh, a compromise, if you will, where money is going to go into mental health as part of this compromise on alleged gun control. But but I, I'm, I'm standing here this morning almost in complete shock because it makes you wonder, you know, if the goal is terrorism, to a degree, these individuals are succeeding because you don't know Al, what's going to happen next and where? You know, this this man, the first victim identified, 78-year-old Nicholas uh, Toledo, a grandfather and father of eight. The man went to a parade to, to have a good time, to celebrate our country, America. So, Al, uh, 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 I, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but before I take a break, how do you feel we get out of this mess, we collectively, Americans, that we're in with young people doing these types of shootings. Well, I think like you pointed out, uh, you know, on the highest level of government, it's good to see that we see bipartisan, uh, a bipartisan uh, compromise with the Republicans and Democrats trying to work out a gun control measure that uh, could help a trickle down to the states and the municipalities. So I think that's a start. Okay, well, it's a start. Well, Al, I, I thank you for the call. And I'm I'm glad, I'm really glad that you were able to enjoy uh, the 4th of July celebration in Yonkers uh, with the fireworks and so on, because I I was petrified, to be honest with you folks, with what might happen because the NYPD has stepped up its uh, its uh, presence at large events based on what happened in Highland Park, and you know it 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 makes you it really makes you wonder it really makes you think twice about the times that we live in. If there was ever a time for Americans to come together, it is now. We have got to find a way to deal with these types of situations. Before I take a break, let's go to Tom in the Bronx. Good morning, Tom. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay, good morning. My question is, why do citizens in this country need to be able to own guns, period? Well, I I, I hear you, Tom, but... But they have a constitutional right to bear arms. The Supreme Court just uh, basically upheld that as it relates to uh, to to New York City. So that's not going to change. And and in our area, to be frank with you, there are going to be more guns than less guns based on the Supreme Court ruling. So what what what's the point that you're really trying to make, Tom, before I take a break here? Make is okay. Our right to bear guns is obsolete. Do you know when and where that was put in effect? We don't need a militia no more. We don't need to own guns anymore. Why? 
We have police department. I mean, crime is going to happen. We have police department. We have more than enough uh, 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 law enforcement agencies. The, 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 the amendment that said we have the right to bear arms in case we are invaded by another. Come on, that's done. That's over. That could never happen. We don't need a militia, okay? We have enough. I don't see it. No, this is crazy. This is money. This is big money. Republicans, the NRA, the national NRA and all that, this is just big money in politicians' pocket. We don't need as citizens that bear arms because all we're doing is using against each other. There is We don't need for a militia no more. We mm-hmm. don't need it. That's obsolete. Well, well Tom, I, Tom I, I hear you, but I hate to bring bad news to you. Uh, guns are not going anywhere. And in fact, with the Supreme Court ruling, you're now going to see a lot more guns uh, in, in New York. But I thank you for the call. And you have a, a wonderful a uh, wonderful morning. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Time for a break. When we come back, we're going to Vermont. We're going to Brooklyn. We're going to New Jersey. I'll be right back, and we will have the very latest information regarding the horrible, horrible shooting in Highland Park, uh, Illinois. Six people dead, 24 others wounded, and also an update on Akron, Ohio, the police shooting there, where as we speak, Akron, there has been declared a state of emergency. I'll be right back. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We were walking up and we saw police, like, they kind of shoot us away and they were running, like, quietly around the corner. And then we walked a little closer and I saw someone like uh on the ground with his leg in the air and the girl like crying next to him and then to my left my mom and I saw like at least three more people on the ground like bloody and then naturally like we just started running towards our car and we are back Dominic Carter here with you we're going to get more in detail into Ohio in a minute but we see all of your calls we're going to try and get to as many as we can and of course coming up at the top of the hour Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. So I just received uh, an email from a uh, Chet Perry and Chet. The headline says, uh, Cremo and the, uh, the shooter, alleged shooter in Buffalo, 
taken into custody without incident. They waited to go in and get uh, Ramos and Uvalde. Jalen Walker gets 60, referring to bullets, while running from a traffic stop. Come on, Dominic. That's what he says. Come on, Dominic. Okay, so let's look at it. Let's look at it. Let's go case by case. Fair point, but we've got to be honest in terms of the information. In Buffalo, an off-duty police officer fired a shot at the suspect. He had on body armor, so it didn't take him down. The police talked him into surrendering. He surrendered. Surrendered. In other situations, the one the one here in uh, Highland Park, the police, a police officer spotted the vehicle. The police converged on him after a traffic stop, and he turned himself in. He surrendered. The situation as it relates to the state of emergency right now in Ohio. So it's okay to say, come on, Dominic. But look and see, this is why I don't understand why the community is out there protesting. You're not protesting because of the crime rate. You're not protesting because the kids need to learn how to read better. You're not protesting because of their education. You're protesting someone that was engaged in criminal behavior. So here is the difference. Now, that doesn't mean that the young man had to die, and I'm really sorry that that happened to him. But he chose, he made the decision of what to do. The difference is, right, so uh, Chet Perry says to me in the uh, email, come on, Dominic. Well, the African-American suspect bolted. Now, that's not disputable. We see the video where the young man takes off running, wearing a ski mask in the dead of summer. So you tell me what this young man was up to. Now, does that justify police firing 60 bullets? Maybe, maybe. Because, now, Dominic, how could you say something so cruel like that? Because if you understand anything about law enforcement, once one bullet is fired, the officers, and I keep saying this and I will continue to, this is not Hollywood. They don't get to go, ooh, the bullet missed me and my partner, and now let's just take this individual down. One, they did try to use the taser. The taser didn't work for whatever reason. It didn't work. Once a bullet starts flying, now a police officer has every right to engage in deadly force. We may not like it, but it's the law. And you've got eight police officers there. And they all have semi-automatic weapons. So that's the difference. Uh, Chet, I thank you for your comment where you're saying, come on, Dominic. But if we're going to challenge me and say, come on, Dominic, you've got to look at the facts. The community is out there protesting. And protesting for what? I, I don't understand. I really don't. Nobody deserves to die. No one deserves to die. But but if you have a gun and the police say you fired around and we see the body cam video and you take off running, 
And if a bullet has indeed been fired, that's a problem. That's a problem. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let me go to Jay in the great state of Ohio. Then we're going to come back to Highland Park in just a second. Good morning, Jay. What's on your mind? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just happy to see the, the city of, of Akron, you know, getting ahead of uh, the protests by shutting the city down. I mean, you know, you got to have a period of calming. So people can, you know, calm down because there's a lot of like, you know, rabble rousers with the Black Lives Matter trying to organize, uh, you know. Well, actually, what they're doing downtown, they broke windows and, and things like that, like they were doing. They were, like I said, they got ahead of it before it ended up being another Minneapolis or another Portland. And I was glad to see that. I'm pretty sure that the business community went to the mayor and said, hey, you need to get on this. You know what I'm saying? And they did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Jay, Jay, you and I, for argument's sake, we own a business in downtown uh, Akron. We put together every dime that we have. If the business goes under, our families are homeless. Do we want to see these protests taking place with our windows smashed and our merchandise stolen? Of course not. Of course not. But but what I say to the community, and Jay, I thank you for the call. Protest, I am not disrespecting this young man that lost his life. If you're going to protest, protest for something that's relevant. Protest education. As a matter of fact, become, become, look in the mirror. Look, listen, it's tough love. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is what it is. You're, You're protesting someone. It's sad that the young man lost his life. But he knew what he was engaging in. Who walks around with a ski mask on? Now, are we going to say, are we going to say the police planted the ski mask on him in the photo? Is that going to be the next line? Or are we just going to completely ignore the fact that this young man had on a ski mask after he ran from police in his car and then bolted a second time? Oh, Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I kind of feel the same way you do. The day started out as a beautiful day weather-wise here in New York, uh, celebrating our independence from tyranny, and it went downhill once we got the news uh, about that that shooting. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else about that young man that was killed. You said it all. I mean, you covered everything as you always do. But I'm I'm tired of having these conversations I'm tired of hearing it on the news, and I'm going to come at it from a different angle, kind of what uh, Eileen was talking about. Um, We all know that evil has always been a part of society. However, it's even more prevalent now, and in my opinion, I think there are many reasons why. Um, The breakdown of the family, where values were taught not only in the home but in the neighborhood, the phrase, it takes a village, comes to mind. Absolutely. Where uh, children and young adults knew how, not only how not to behave, 
but how to behave and how to treat one another. We've lost all semblance of dignity and respect for humanity and for one another and for human life. Indeed. Decades, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dominic. No, no, no. What I'm, what I'm thinking about, Jacqueline, and, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to say it, but when I, when I was a young man growing up in the Bronx, right, in the hood, in the community, right, we, 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 everyone knew and the younger kids were taught, you don't mess with the police. You mess with the police, you're taking matters into your own hands. And I'm not saying that this happened, but what we were, what we were told and taught was, if you screw up, it's going to be a long ride back to the station house with, with the detectives. And to me, to me, Jacqueline, that fear is healthy. Now, residents have been told you have more power than the police. You could do anything you want to. So when a young man makes some very, very, very bad decisions in Ohio, it's the police fault. And, and Jacqueline, let, I thank you for the call. Uh, let, let, me, let me just say this, folks. Um, anyone that really, really, really knows me, I'm not talking about the public me, that really knows me, knows that I am a very, very proud African-American, a very, very proud black man. And it pains me terribly to see the protests that are taking place in Akron, Ohio. And so I just received a, uh, a second email from uh, Chet Perry. And Chet, no hard feelings. Chet says here, cops aren't judges. That's true. And Dominic, I sent several emails urging WABC to put you on permanently. No hostility, no hard feelings. Well, Chet, Thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And and there are no hard feelings. This is not personal. What what I'm saying directed uh, from from your initial email. It's it's not personal. It, it, I just I just don't get it. And then and then we have the situation in Highland Park where all these innocent people are are fatally shot. Six people, six people. Let's go to uh, Christopher in Vermont. Six people dead, 24 wounded. Christopher in v- Vermont, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Yeah, you know, Dominic, uh, you, strike, you strike me, you get me right where it, where it counts. I don't care what color you are. I care what you are and what you believe in. That, and this whole thing with looking at people and seeing uh, them from the outside, it, it's all a distraction. I'm sorry. And uh, I, I don't know. It's just it's, it's very unfortunate. But right and wrong has been disguised as politics and, and uh, attitude and judgmentalism. I'm sorry. All I could think about, I was taking a shower and I could think about the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are very basic, and the golden rule, treat other people, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, is the most basic reality in life, and that's just not happening. It's, it's all, there's all these little things that are being put in there that fragment it and, and turn it around, and it's wrong. It's all wrong. 
Well, Christopher, I, I, I appreciate your call, and I, I hope you enjoyed that shower. What What's all wrong to me, with all due respect, is I see these protests, and it's the blind leading the blind. And working the blind up into a tizzy. And what I don't understand is why some of the civil rights leaders that know better, they know better. I have private conversations with them. They know what time it is. I don't understand why they're not schooling the community. Black Lives Matter is a bad move. It's a bad organization. Nobody should have anything to do with Black Lives Matter. That's not the answer. The answer is self-empowerment. That is the answer. Stop blaming people for the fact that you are not stepping up. Look into the mirror. Linda on Long Island. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dom. I really love you, you know? A lot of people really love you. You're such, really, so honest, you know, and... It's so depressing, you know, when it's the other. And do you think it about why are they, why are they, all of them, you notice young boys, young men um, doing this? I mean, one after the other? Is it just their, I think their friends are cowards. These are stupid guys. And I think they talk them into it. And a lot of them, you know, you said all the stuff they hear. Oh, and, and the uh, Black Lives Matter. They must need some more, um, mansions they must be running out seems that way right hey hey you and i linda we we can do it you know if we know the feds won't touch us that that we can just raise as much money as we want and spend it how we want and as long as we deliver the talking points for the democratic party then we are good yeah let's just enjoy you know we should go out there and you know pick up a few things and say look who cares nobody's gonna care Right? We get rich like them. They walk away. I haven't heard anything about any of them being prosecuted for anything. For the the mansions, they stole people with, you and know, you just contrib- contributing money. And you won't. I, I had, thank you for the call, Linda. I had a conversation as I gear back towards uh, Highland Park. I had a conversation recently with a major uh, civil rights leader here in New York. And um, I won't say the gender. And the individual was saying that they met with Black Lives Matter and tried to incorporate with them. And Black Lives Matter was not interested. Because all Black Lives Matter exists for is situations like in uh, Akron, Ohio right now, where, to be honest, folks, if we're going to be honest about this, it doesn't matter what the individual did. Does not matter. Ski mask, so what? Alleged gun, so what? Firing around, so what? Running from the cops, so what? Running from the cops in a vehicle, which is a deadly weapon, so what? None of that matters. The only thing that matters is black man shot by the police, 60 bullets fired, Amadou Diallo too, and here we go again. Rewind the script and just hit play. That's all you have to do. And, of course, the rioting and the protesting. But when you look at the education system, 
and where kids of color are falling through the cracks, but this is what you choose to protest. This is what you choose to focus your attention on. Let's go to Penelope in Queens. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, good morning, Dominic. You know, I've just started listening to your show over the last few months. God bless you. You are talking straight. Um, You know, it's not about race. God bless you. It's about behavior. You know, my dad, God God rest him, he worked in Bed-Stuy during a very unrestful time, and he loved that community. They called him the preacher, but he... He was phenomenal. But again, what he said, and I'll never forget it, he said to create a compassionate society, and that's what we've lost. You need laws. You need to enforce the laws properly, and you need to be able to reach out. But education is so important, as you say. And, you know, your platform and what you are doing, Dominic, is such a gift. Not many people are able to say what you say and have the courage to say it. But I, uh, learning a little bit more about your background, I'm, I'm so impressed by you, and I'm so thankful that you're on the airwaves. But, you know, again, we need to get our compassionate society back. And, you know, it's sad because they know, they know, as you know, what's needed and what's necessary. And it is sad. It, 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 it's heartbreaking to see what's happening because right. there are so many more good people in this, in this country. And we Agreed. just need to say a prayer and, yeah, and, and take it back. But not in a, not in a, I'm not saying in a cruel way. I'm saying that we need to bring the compassion back and right the ship. And you know, you know the answer. They've done it before. You know, Giuliani was fantastic, but he knew what he was, was needed. There, there's no right. doubt about it. There's yeah, no doubt God about it. You. There's no doubt about it. Sure. I thank you for the telephone call. I have got to take a break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to Summit, New Jersey, Queens, Manhattan, Forest Hills, and the the, uh, Dominic Carter Care segment, all of that when we return. And, of course, coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. I'll be right back. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table, this is Carter Cares. We are going back to your telephone calls in a second. I am thinking about the woman who was killed while walking across the street in a hit-and-run crash in the Bronx late Friday night. The unidentified woman was fatally struck around 11.30 p.m. as she was crossing West Farms Road, an area I know very well, on Tremont Avenue. The driver, whose vehicle has yet to be identified, fled the scene. She was transported to St. Barnabas Hospital, where she was pronounced dead. And so, sometimes I wonder about situations like this. Is it true that your life flashes in in front of you? What happens in that inevitable moment where you know if you know what's about to happen. And this woman, it's just, it just breaks my heart that she had to die by herself. It's tough. Let's go back to the telephone calls. In a moment, I'm going to stand in Forest Hills, but first, let's go to Joe in Queens. He says he has a correction about the uh, shooting in Ohio. Good morning, Joe. Hi, Dan. Listen. Good morning. Go right ahead. The reports I read and heard on CNN 
was that over 90 shots were fired and his body had 60 wounds. That's and that's what I said. No, that, that's, you said that, 60 no. shots were fired. No. Okay, well, well, I, I, I've been talking about this story for two days. And, Joe, first of all, a couple of things. Because it was said on CNN, that doesn't make it right. I, I know many of the reporters at CNN, and frankly, I wouldn't trust them to, to walk my late dog, uh, Dolce. But uh, number two, because they're more interested in being pretty, male and female, than the facts. I, I said all during the program yesterday that the police chief said as many as 90 shots were fired and there are 60 wounds. That does not mean 60 bullets because some of the wounds are entry point and uh, out uh, points where the bullet goes out. So one bullet could cause two wounds. I guess we won't know the exact information about that. Thank you for the call, Joe, until until the uh, autopsy is done. Stan in Forest Hills, good morning, Stan. What's on your mind? Uh, two things. You asked, you, you can't understand why these people are marching. Is that right? Is that what you said? Is that, is that what you said? I, yes. I understand. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'll tell you why they're marching, and you should know. 270 years of suspicion. 270 years. Now, I'm glad the guy got what he got. He got shot. No, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not glad he got what he got. No, go he, uh, look, he he was shooting back. Well, well you know, it, once the shot was made, it was is the decision by the police. As many as they were running after him, and they shot and they caught him, and that's the end of that story. Unless there's going to be riots there, but they'll investigate. It's 200 years of suspicion by American black people in this country. What do you okay, think? Okay, so so Stan, you you know I'm a fan of yours. So I, I believe you're going back to slavery in the years. Well, what I, well okay, I'm going to be direct with you. So at what point does all of this stop? Meaning the quote-unquote suspicion, suspicion. Are we going to, are my great-great-grandchildren going to be talking about, oh, slavery, it's not fair, I can't make it because of how my people were treated or, or for lack of a better term right now, Stan, are you just, this is the way I look at it. Are you just going to suck it up and do what you got to do and be successful? So which one is it? Are you going to be a permanent victim? Or are you going to be proactive? Which one? Look, I think most people want to succeed. Most people of color want a life, want to succeed, get an education and so forth. I, I don't know about that, Stan. Well, well, here's the point. What's in front of them is their, their past. they got to look in the mirror and see the past. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. But there's still a history here. No, no what's that, in front of them, if we're going to be honest about this, with some people, is a get-over mentality of dependency where I'm going to collect welfare for the next 80 years, and then I'm going to give this project apartment to my next child, to the next child, to the next child. And as far as I'm concerned, with all due respect, Stan, all housing projects should be torn down. They, you know, the, the Moynihan in his report that he was called a racist for, a lot of what he said in his report was correct. And I got to know Daniel Patrick Moynihan, and he was a good man. But, but these, Stan, these housing projects, they're not any good for anyone. You, 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 you have a million people in a in a close environment, all with problems, and so what's going to come out of that? 
Stan, are you with well, me? I'm here. I'm here. I'm oh, here. I, because I, I, Stan no, no, always has I, something I, to say. So. Is, a, is the important part of li- when you're on. I gotta listen to you. <laughs> it's important. It's important so, to me. So but let so, me say this uh, okay. quickly because I know I gotta go. You gotta go to somebody else. The woman who called and said, "There's no compassion, lady. What world do you live in? This is the most compassionate country in the world. This is the most compassionate nation in the world." When all these things happen, we are compassion to, through our nose. So I don't need to hear about, well, we have to have more compassion. We have compassion. The problem is, where do you use the compassion? Where is it put to? And so forth. But you're right about the other thing about that. But well, there's still a history to, to look Stan, at. I mean, Stan, I mean, that we, we, we still, still got to have that cake. And I'm going to get about 10 emails because I said something you. nice to you. Happy and, holiday and, to you. And, Happy and, and holiday. Ten, same to you. And 10 emails about why I put you on. It is what it is, folks. Let's go to Dominic Carter here with you in a minute. We're going to uh, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. He's coming up at the top of the hour. Jason in Summit, New Jersey. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good morning, Dominic. Yes, uh, Mr. Troublemaker LeBron James, because we're – talking about Akron, Ohio, where he grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he hates the cops. He's all about race. And where is he? You know, where was he? He has a school, as you know, an elementary school in Akron, mm-hmm. Ohio. Mm-hmm. And three young Afro-American kids, they destroyed, they killed a white kid last week. If it, You know, where is he? You know, he's in hiding. Um, if, it wouldn't be, if it would have been the opposite, then Mr. James would have came out. So... I mean, I don't know. I mean, um, uh, I, I give I him they... I give him credit for starting the school, but unfortunately, Mr. James and he did tweet about this situation, uh, calling for calm and peace uh, in Akron. Mr. James is learning the hard way that there are no easy solutions to the problems, but 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 he's trying, and and I I do give him credit for establishing the school. And, Jason, I thank you very much for the call. And right now we are joined by Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight, the man that is national now. Good morning to you, Frank. Hello there, Dominic. Happy Independence Day. At, oh, what a rough one, man. It <laughs> you start, said you it. Know, you know, I was listening to you. This morning, I don't know. Well, that's how that's you a keep that's a schedule. way for, to make sure it's a rough rough start to your holiday. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was listening to you with John Katzmatidis, uh this morning between um, it was uh, uh, I was six on a.m. From, and seven a.m. Yeah, six to six forty. That's right. And it, it it was not obvious that you had been up all night long doing your own show. You were on point, kept the show moving fast. I'm like, wow, look at this guy. So how do you do it? Oh, please. Uh, you, you you ought to talk. You've been working uh, round the clock. Uh, holidays, rain, snow, sleet, or holidays. You're the only guy more reliable than a mailman. I, uh, <laughs> I Please. I, I You know, we're blessed, as we have spoken many times yes. off air, that yes. while we both work really hard, we're blessed to have really fun jobs. As Bernie McGurk yes. once told me about 15 years ago, he said, at the end of the day, Frank, we're not digging ditches or doing brain surgery. So this is not exactly the kind of heavy lift that a lot of other people are doing. So uh, I get a buzz uh, still every day out of doing this, and uh, I know you do as well. 
So what do you have coming up this morning? Well, we got a we got a hodgepodge of things today. We're going to um, you know deal with some of the serious issues that you've been talking about, including this horrible shooting at uh, the uh, parade in Chicago. We'll talk a little bit about uh, some of the other highlights of what what happened on July fourth, including the Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest, where Joey Chestnut not only secured his fifteenth championship, but he managed while in the middle of the contest to put a protester in the he- in a headlock. So we're going to get into whether or not ESPN was right to not show that aspect of the contest. There's quite a debate about this in the uh, in in the world of competitive eating at the very least. Mm. So an, another great show and I I look forward to hearing it and what I enjoy is when at the tail end of this program, when you and I get to take on calls together. So let's do it, Frank Morano. Let's go to Tony in Florida. Tony, you're talking with uh, Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Good morning. Good morning to both of you. Morning. Um, I wanted to tell you, I grew up in a neighborhood that was middle class, and it was near Cleveland, and there was absolutely zero racism. We didn't have any black people living in the area, but we had every race from Asian to Arabic to European. And my dad's best friend from work was black. And we used to take turns having dinner at each other's house. And one time they had a a son my age. He asked me if I wanted to go down to the corner store to get a candy bar. And when we were there, there were other boys hanging out inside, they started calling me names and calling him names for being with me. And the only thing I remember is being called Whitey. So the first introduction I ever had to racism was black against white. So racism comes in all colors. It does. And I'm I'm sorry that that happened to you, Tony. It's, it's, it's not nice. And, Frank, what what do you think? I, I completely agree. Said? And uh, look, I'm I'm sorry that happened to her as well. But that's the kind of thing that so rarely gets talked about is that racism cuts every which way. It's not as if it's just white people who make a habit out of hating minorities. There are plenty of black folks in this country that bear a lot of animus uh, towards uh, towards white folks. And uh, I think this has been well documented. If you look at the demographics of who's committing some of the hate crimes that have gotten a lot of attention, including against Asians, including against Mexican illegal immigrants, and including against a lot of Jewish folks. So uh, I'm glad that she mentioned that. And I think she's right. Yes. Let's go to Frank, to Alana in Westchester. Good morning. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Hi, guys. You you guys are awesome. Um, I just want to say, you know, I studied uh, uh, in school child psych. And I think, uh, you know, the mothers were home back in the 60s. Uh, and the neighborhoods, if you did something wrong, the neighbors would report you to your parents, you know. Indeed. And there was respect, right? Respect for teachers, respect for police. And I got to tell you something, we got to figure out why these guys are so angry that they wouldn't want to do such a horrific crime. And I got to tell you that Mr. Stan says that we have a lot of compassion, not for Americans, not lately with Biden as president, because we're the ones that are suffering, you know, because of Mm -hmm. Biden. Well, Elena, Alana, I thank you for your call. And folks, I I hope that you have a... um, a better morning than uh, the situation we're dealing with in Highland Park now with the uh, mass shooting there. You want to keep it right where you are 
one of the best shows in radio is coming up now. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. I will have news headlines in just a second. Have a great day, folks. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 